Hi, and welcome to Christian Life Fellowship. My name is John, and this is a recording from Sunday, May 30th. Have, um, we're going to have some baptisms at the end of today's service. We have two baptisms, water baptisms. That's why we have our tank out over here. And um, so uh, I would say if, uh, if you're here and you have never been water baptized um, and you would like to be water baptized, it's not too late. We can certainly do that today at the end of the service. Uh, a couple more things. And um, our, um, just to let you know, so our, our recent public health order has actually changed. It changed on Thursday. Uh, to actually allow 50 people inside for church services. But because the announcement was late in the week, um, I decided that we'd stay outside for today. I don't know if that was the, the right decision or not, but uh, <laughs> seemed like the right decision on Thursday. Um, and then, so I just want to let you know that we'll see from here. Um, and this is what I mean by that. Uh, when we meet outside, we're allowed to have 50 people seated like this, and we're allowed to have 50 cars with as many people as can fit in those cars that are in each other's bubble as can fit. So we can actually, you know, have a lot more people and uh, as opposed to just 50 inside. And when it's 50, it's everybody. It's the worship team. It's me. It's, it's uh, we will eventually move back inside. Um, I'm just not entirely sure when is really what I'm trying to get at. We, but we will get there. And uh, the fact is some people actually feel safer right now attending by vehicle and um, so appreciate that they make the people make the effort that we just want to be certain before we, we make that change. Now, as another part of that recent change to our public health order, it actually allows groups of 10 to meet for social gatherings. And um, so in response to that change, we're going to make the ministry center available on Mondays and Thursdays, and um, to you, uh, to, to everybody, this isn't something that, that we are necessarily organizing. If you would like to get together with a group of 10 here in the ministry center, so you, you don't necessarily have to go to Tim Hortons or to your home, we want to make it available to you. You can have it as a social group where you, you bring your own coffee, or if you want to you know, put in a little bit of money and, and make coffee here, that's fine. Um, if you want to get a group of Tend together and have a Bible study or a prayer group, um, support group of some kind. We simply want to make the ministry center available to you. And so the way that, that we're going to organize that and make that happen is you, you will need to call the church office and book a slot. We're thinking up to four times a day on Mondays or Thursdays right now, and um, but I'm sure we can have some flexibility around that. We don't plan to use online registration for that. That's the only reason I'm saying you need to call the office, but we do want to make it available. And uh, because of the recent change, we want to be able to respond to that. I hope that's made sense. If it has confused you or if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to contact me and we're ironing it out. All right. Now, for today's message, you will need a one of these pieces of paper, for the, those of you in your vehicles way at the back, you have no, this just looks like a plain white piece of paper to you. It, it actually has the words requests. It has the word requests right in the middle, if you, and you'll need a pen. If you don't have one, yeah, uh, Wendy can get you one. If you're in a vehicle and you don't have one, maybe uh, flash your lights or honk your horn or I don't know, or you can simply get out and come and get one. That would be fine <laughs> as well. 
and uh, um, but you will need it for today's message because you're you're actually going to be writing some things. So uh, I'm telling you now, so that you can be prepared. And um, and I think that you're gonna today's going to be a little different, but I think you're going to enjoy it. You know, an ongoing relationship with God is is at the heart of the Christian faith. And so, you know, God wants us to know Him. And honestly, one of the but in, in saying that God wants us to know us, one of the mysteries of the Christian faith is that um, while God wants us to know Him and He has revealed Himself to us, He is also then beyond our comprehension. We can't ever fully know him, which is why it is an ongoing relationship. We can't know everything about him. And uh, uh, it's just kind of one of the mysteries of it. Another part of that mystery is that God wants to know us. Well, God knows everything, right? God actually knows, already knows all about you. He knows how many hairs you have on your head, the Bible says. And yet there is something that happens in that ongoing relationship with God. There is an internal process that takes place where the Holy Spirit is leading us and we allow God, somehow we allow God to see more of us. And when that happens, it pleases him. It's, it, this is you know, a little bit of a mystery because it pleases him because he's created us to know him. And as we know him, we become more like him. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to put, uh, we're going to practice that ongoing relationship. And we're going to work through a spiritual practice together, which is why you need this piece of paper. This is something that was taught to me at one point in time. It's something that I have, I have practiced and found great value in. Um, and it's something that, that is lifted right from the Bible. Most specifically, it's lifted from the Psalms. And it's, uh, it is a little different than normal, but I, I think you're going to like it. And so, does everybody, have, does everybody have your piece of paper? Okay, and your pen? All right, here, here we go. So, um, and in addition, just thinking, in addition, if you, have a, if you have a device, if you have a phone, and you'd prefer just to do it in notes or something like that, go ahead and do that. That, that actually is a, a, a good way to do it if you don't want to use a piece of paper and a pen. Um, and if you've joined us online this morning, or if you're watching this later, please follow along. Uh, again, I think that you'll find this, this valuable. So one of the things that God tells us, right, is that he wants us to know what's, uh, you know, he wants to know what's on our hearts and our minds. He tells us to ask for things, to, to make requests, right? Even though he already knows. Even though God already knows what we need, he already knows what we're even going to ask for, he tells us to ask anyways, and the asking is about humility. It's about relationship that he cares and he wants to hear from us. There's something that takes place in us in the asking, right? Philippians 4 and 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. So part of the asking is bringing our worry to him, leaving it with him and trusting him. Uh, who has an experience today where worry dominated your thinking? And, um, and, you know, think about what is that day like for you when worry dominates your thinking? It's generally exhausting, right? And uh, it's, not, it's not pleasant. It's not, it's not great. And it isn't how God wants us to live, but, of course, we, we all experience at different times. But, but God says, tell me what you need and then thank me for everything I've already done. 
So in the middle of your piece of paper, right, you have already, I've already written for you the word requests, and, um, and, and you're going to write some other things. Well, you're, there's going to be other titles, basically, and I'm going to have you write in all caps. But for right now, this is what I want from you. I want you to uh, take and write down requests, specific requests you have of God right, right now, today. Um, and uh, make them specific. What are you asking God for? What are you asking him to do? So take a couple minutes and write down specific requests that you have. And, and make them specific. And the reason that I want you to make them specific is uh, as opposed to just general God, you know, help me to love everybody. Um, is because if God, we will want to know if God answers you specifically. That will build your faith and encourage you. So make, make your request specific. And it's starting to get sunny. Look at that. As a reminder to those in vehicles, to just start your car every now and then because I just heard somebody try and it didn't work. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, don't, we don't want dead batteries. Okay, so now right below where you've written all your requests, in the middle, like, a, like the word request is written, in, in, again, in capital letters, write the word desire, okay? Desire. Psalm 73, verses 25 and 26 says this. It says, Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. So again, you know, this is about relationship. God desires us, and we were created to desire him. But so often, right, the worries of life, the concerns of life get in the way, our own agendas, our own busyness, our stress. Sometimes uh, we become complacent in relationships, both, you know, human and in our relationship with God. It becomes easy for us to make prayer about just a laundry list of things that we need. God wants to know what we need. That's why we started with, with requests. God wants to hear from us, but what he really wants is us. It's what God truly desires more than anything else. Whether we ever receive the answer to our request or not, God desires us. He desires our heart. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. So here's what I want you to do under that, that um, title, desire. Again, I want you to take a couple minutes and write to God. Write this to God. Tell him that you desire him more than the answers to the requests that you just wrote down. Now write it in your own words, in your own way. Tell him that you, know, tell him that you love him. Tell him that your heart burns for him 
that from the time you wake up to the time that you go to sleep, your heart longs to be with him. Answer or, or, or no answer, you desire him. That's the goal of this one right here. Take a moment and wrote that, write that out. Okay, now at the top of your page, at the very top, um, write the word WORSHIP in all caps in the center. The word WORSHIP. So Psalm 100 says this. It says, shout, to, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Worship is how we express our, our love, our adoration, our, our awe of God. And it, it's more than singing. It's the attitude of our heart and our mind towards all of life, towards our work, our relationships, our, our time. And that attitude of our heart and mind can lead us closer to God or, or away from God. Psalm 100 tells us to approach him with gladness and joy and thanksgiving and praise, reminding ourselves of his goodness, his love, and his faithfulness. And that leads us into his presence. It brings our heart closer to his so um, you're actually going to do three things here under, under uh, this section of worship. So start out with, uh, with this. Uh, under this heading, I want you to tell God how you are trusting him. Okay, so an example from Psalm 100 be, would be that you're trusting him, you're trusting his goodness, you're trusting his love, his faithfulness, but, but write your own reasons why you are trusting him today.
Okay, when, once you're done that, and if, don't feel rushed, okay? I'll try and give everybody enough time. But once you're done that, um, continue under there and, and write um, under that same heading of worship. Write what you believe about God, okay? Different than what you're trusting him for, but what you believe about him, okay? Again, that, um, you know, you believe that he's trustworthy, good, faithful, loving, whatever your reasons are, write or whatever it is that you believe. Write what you're believing about him today. Uh, A good example would be, you know, I'm I'm believing you for the answers to my requests. I'm believing you for a heart that desires you more. Just some examples if you need a little help. Maisie just asked if I was going to mark them. No, no, I'm. <laughs> That's not how this is going to work. I, I, I'm not even ever going to see them. Um, <laughs> but you didn't know you were going to have to work when you came to church today, did you? <laughs> All right. One more thing under under this section, the heading of worship. I want you to write down one or two things more, if you can, but one or two things that you're thankful for. Okay. Now, uh, at the bottom of your page, under the, the section of desire, okay, uh, you're going to write that, that um, listen, write the word listen in all caps. Okay. So this is at the bottom of your page under where you filled out the desire part. Write the word listen. Jesus says in John 10, 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Psalm 29, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Psalm 29 says says these kind of things about the voice of God. It says the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. So an echo comes from a loud noise, right, or a loud voice. It also says that the voice of the Lord is powerful, majestic, that it splits trees and it makes mountains shake. It says the voice of the Lord strikes with, with bolts of lightning and makes the barren wilderness quake. I chose Psalm 29 for two reasons. 
The first was to show that God, you know, can speak loudly, powerfully, and in undeniable ways. And the second reason was it shows us how the voice of God changes landscapes, right? It, it splits trees, it makes mountains shake and lightning strike. But in that, we have to learn to hear the voice of God. And hearing the voice of God comes with practice. So the first step is um, the, in learning in this practice is to actually quiet your heart and mind. This is why I think most of us probably identify with the scripture, you know, with Elijah, where God in that, that small, still voice is because we're still very new and honestly still trying to learn how to quiet our heart and mind to hear God. But God speaks in more than, right, a, a small, still voice. And uh, he speaks in all kinds of ways. But we have to learn to quiet our heart and mind in order to hear him. This is an act of your will, the stilling, the, the quieting of your heart and mind, where you direct your thoughts, your emotions towards Jesus, tuning out distractions. Um, this is normally why we would pray with our eyes closed. It's why we maybe fold our hands, because you know, nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to pray with our eyes closed or our hands folded. We do it because it stops us from being distracted, right? And so um, there, there we understand that, that we become easily distracted. I mean, ha haven't you ever tried to pray and, you, you know, you're trying to hear God's voice and, and you begin to think immediately about other things? Oh, right, I need, I need to buy milk. I need, you know, like it's just all these things pop into your head. And uh, it's because there is a practice that comes in, in uh, the, there is a, yes, a practice that we need to engage in in quieting our heart and mind before God in order to be able to hear him, to sense what he's saying directly to us. And so um, uh, here, here's what um, I'm going to encourage you to do. So where you are, begin to quiet your heart and mind. Tune out all right, uh, other distractions and begin to focus on Jesus. As you do that, then you ask him this simple question. Father, is there anything you want to say to me today? And here's the thing. So, um, because I know you're going to want to close your eyes and just focus on God, and I appreciate that. Um, but right after you ask that question, especially if take your pen and put it on the paper and begin to write whatever comes to your mind, okay? After you've stilled your heart and mind, begin to write. It, it may only be a few words. It could be a whole paragraph. Don't feel any pressure to produce something. Um, again, I just want to encourage you that God's voice can be heard. But when you ask the question, Father, what do you want to say to me today? Pick up your pen or your device and begin to write down the first things that come to you.
Okay, just just another minute. Not to put pressure on you, but Okay, if you're still in process, that's fine. Um, lots of people have, have uh, are ready to move on, so uh, we're we're going to move on. But uh, don't feel free or don't feel pressure to to rush away from that um, because we're at we're at the end of this now. And uh, but here is how we're going to end. And um, because this is going to be again right, the our relationship with God is personal. And it is ongoing. It is an ongoing pursuit. So I'm going to ask you to take what you have written. And you're going to read it from top to bottom, and you read it as a prayer. So just where you are right now, read what you've written from top to bottom as a prayer to God. And that is how we will end today. And I will pray um, before we have our baptisms. But just take a moment right now and read that as a prayer. Just before we, we get into our, before we move into the next thing, our water baptism, I would encourage you to, to try this uh, again one or two times or, or more this week and uh, make this a habit or a practice in the, in the next seven days. Try to. And um, take the time. And, and uh, I think you'll find a reward from God in it. Let me pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you want us to know you that you do speak to us. God, we bring to you our requests. But God, whether we see the answer to them or not, God, we desire you. We want you. We trust you. God, you are good. You are faithful. You are the strength of our heart. Thank you, God, that we can hide in you, that we can find safety and peace in you. 
Lord, you are worthy of our whole life. We worship you today, God, with all that we have. We say thank you that we're yours. God, may you be with us. God, may you go with us today and this week in Jesus' name. Amen.